It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Y'all need more little caffeine? No, no. You got the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Listen, we want to welcome you to our fabulous, wonderful church because it belongs to God and God is here. Amen. Are you ready to worship the Lord this morning? Amen. We want to welcome the people that are watching online. You know that we have people watching from different parts of the world. And it's amazing. And they, they want to be part of what God is doing in Uptown Baptist Church. Amen. And we want to welcome the people that are in here in the house of God to worship together. So you all ready? Before I, uh, the worship team come up, let me pray and ask the Lord's blessing upon our service this morning. Father, Father, we come to you. Because we can call you Father, and that we are your children. Father, we thank you for what you have done for us through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, our God. And it is his name that we come to you, and it is his name that we want to exalt and lift up this morning. Praise the name of Jesus. And we want to lift him up, and so Holy Spirit, empower us, enable us to do so. So come, Holy Spirit, send your power, bring your power into this place for glorifying the name of Jesus Christ. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, worship team. All right, now, this morning we have a little work ahead of us. Can you handle a little work today? Amen. Okay, we have some work because uh, technology has failed us. <laughs> but if our faith is in, what is it? Some trust in chariots. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. Amen? Amen? So here's our responsibility. You've got to learn the worship song so that you don't have to stare at the words on the screen because there are no words on the screen. So can you say after me, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound, but Jesus lifted me. Glory. Hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget. No, never. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down, I feel better, so much better, since I laid my burdens down. Friends don't treat me like they used to, since I laid my burdens down. Amen. Now, did you forget the first part already? Do we have to start over? All right. Somebody said no. They said we're ready. Are y'all ready? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we still have electricity. We don't need a generator, so I think we'll keep going here. Let's praise the Lord. Amen. Hey, um, where's our key? I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. You know this part. I'm so glad hey, Jesus lifted me. Hey, hey, I'm so glad. Jesus lifted me, singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me, I'm so glad. 
Jesus lifted me. Sing and glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bow. Satan had me bow. But Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bow. But Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bow. But Jesus lifted me. Sing and glory, hallelujah. Jesus I'm so glad. Lifted me, I'm so glad. Yeah, Jesus lifted me, singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, I'll never forget. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. That's right. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget. Say it if it's true. I feel better. Yes. So, so much better. Glory since I lay <laughs> my burdens down. I feel better. So much better since I lay 
Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. You may be seated. Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, that we're able to lay our burdens down and to give our burdens to you. And Lord, because we can't carry them. It's too much for us. Thank you, Lord, as you say in the book of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, you talk about trading yokes with you. And that yoke was, it was something that was put around an animal that would carry and they would pull on and it was around that animal. And Lord, the yokes, sometimes we carry yokes that we're not meant to carry. We carry burdens that we're not meant to carry. And so, Lord, help us, whatever it is that we're carrying, to give it to you and leave it at your feet. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm Pastor Mark Jones. I want to welcome you to our church this morning. Uh, we're going to prepare to take communion together. And uh, so I look forward to this ordinance each month that we take together to remember the Lord Jesus and what he's done for us. Um, I'm going to be reading from the book of chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting with verse 23. But uh, before I start, you know, I want to talk about what communion is, and, and, and just for those of you that are new to our church, um, how we take communion, what it means, all those different things. First of all, you do not have to be a member of Uptown Baptist Church to take communion. We have an open communion, so you don't have to be a member of our church to take communion. But you do need to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's, that's, that, that's the main thing. That's, a, that's a one requirement. That's, that's the non-negotiable there. You have to know Jesus. And have that relationship with him. Um, secondly, and, and I encourage you to, to go through this chapter later on. When Paul wrote this chapter, he, he, was, he was explaining that there's a way to take communion that honors the Lord. And there's a way to take communion that it can actually bring judgment and even death upon ourselves. And so, I mean, it's a serious thing what we're doing. It's a wonderful thing, but we have to take it seriously. And if you read through that chapter later on, you'll see that people were doing in ways that were dishonoring to God. But the number one thing that I want us to know, and as far as for you and I, um, in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 23, it talks about if your brother, and it talks about having right relationship with each other. It says, if you're, you, you find out, you go to the altar to bring your gift before the altar, and you find out your brother has something against you. Not that you have something against your brother. If your brother has something against you, it says, leave your gift at the altar and go and be reconciled to your brother. Here at Uptown Baptist Church, we take unity very seriously. In order to have unity, we have to be at right with one another. doesn't mean we're going to agree on everything, but we need to be at peace with one another. The Word of God says, as far as it be possible, what? Be at peace with each other. And it talks about, you know, those issues of, of and so that means we've got to be willing to forgive. You say, well, that person doesn't deserve forgiveness. That, that's not what it's about. God forgave you. Therefore, we are to forgive one another and to keep short accounts with one another. And so those are things that I wanted to bring out. And then lastly, we need to be right with the Lord, that vertical relationship. How many of you ever get sideways with the Lord? I know I'm not the only one, <laughs> okay? Sometimes God does stuff we don't know, we don't understand. But guess what? He's the Lord, and we are not. And, and many times he's teaching us through those things. We might not like them, but... He's the Lord. So we need to be reconciled with him as well. So I want to take a moment to just pray for this, this, this time and pray that, um, you know, the Lord puts it on your heart, the Holy Spirit puts it on your heart, someone to go to and speak to, 
Be obedient. Go and make that phone call. Go and do what you can do to be at peace with your brother and your sister. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of communion. And, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, just this opportunity to remember what you've done for us, making a way where there's no way. And Lord, help us to be your people, to truly be reconciled to one another. Lord, to go and, and seek to be at peace with our brother or sister, even when they're, even when they're doing things that would annoy us. And, 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 and Lord, help us to, to be quick to forgive. Lord, protect us from the root of bitterness. We hang on to our anger and, you know, hang on and say, I'm not going to forgive that person. Lord, no, you forgave us. Help us to forgive each other. And Lord, help us to be right with you, to submit to you, even though your ways are higher than our ways. We don't understand your ways sometimes. Lord, you're God and we are not. You're the creator. We, we, we've been created by you. Um, you're the potter. We are the clay. So Lord, help us to submit to you. So, Lord, just be honored in our time together, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you should all have a communion cup. Uh, if you do not, you can raise your hand, and ushers can, can get one for you if you need one. And so I'm going to give you a little tip. Um, the bread's the hardest part. So I encourage you to kind of take that plastic and start to peel that loose. But don't take it. I'm going to read, to read from First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, if you could read along with me even as you prepare. Starting with verse 23, the word says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. All right, you're going to have to take off your mask for this part. If you can take the bread out of the container and let's take the bread in remembrance of our, our Lord Amen verse 25 says in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Pastor Nick, would you come and pray for the cup? Father, we come to you as a family, as your dearly beloved children, as brothers and sisters in Christ. We thank you for the glorious work that you have done through your Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, we thank you, and we love you, and we praise you for the glorious work on the cross that gave us forgiveness and eternal life. And as we take this drink that represents a new covenant between God and his creation and his children, through the work of the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus, you reconciled us to a holy father. And we become holy, not because of what we've done or what we accomplish, but through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we take this 
drink that represents the blood. Purify our souls. Cleanse our souls. And we receive the forgiveness of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for what you have done. And in remembrance, we take this drink, signifying that we are clean and pure now and that we have a new covenant with the Holy Father. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So come on, let's stand up together. If you, uh, if you don't know this song, it's Revelations, Revelation 1, chapter 1, verse 5. It says, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever. Come, Lord Jesus, come and take us home. Bring your kingdom in its fullness. Come and take us home. Come on, let's stand up together and sing this song. We've got to sing from our hearts, but if you have a Bible, you can turn to Revelation 1, verse 5. Amen? To him who loves us, to him who loves us, and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and has made us.
keep singing. He finally learned the words. He ready to sing some more. Amen. You can have a seat if you can. Amen. Let's thank our worship team, please. Here's a blessing. Here's a blessing. Here's a blessing to us. Amen. 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 We are, we are so blessed. So blessed to have them with us. And thank you, Mike. Um, guys, I'm glad you remain standing. This is our greeting time, and uh, I see some guests that are here today, so I want to welcome you, you, you here if you're a guest. If you're a guest here today, I want to remind you, if you go to the back table there afterwards, David, if you could raise your hand, it's David, De our chairman of our deacons, David Morris. He has a special gift for you after the service, so I want to encourage you to, to uh, go back there uh, after the service if you're new. also want to encourage you if you're new as well. Uh, if you look in the bullet in there, there's a welcome slip. And if you could just fill that out for us, we'd like to, to follow up with you. I'll let you know any, um, you know anything that you'd like to know about our church, any details about that. If you have a prayer need uh, or a praise report, let us know. And so I uh, just want to greet you and so glad that you're with us today. With that said, I would like you to greet one another in the Lord now. We're not walking around, but let's stand, let's wave. Uh, don't, don't forget the folks in the gym, right? Let's wave there as well. But let's greet one another in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. And uh, you, 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 can, you, can, uh, you can tell them tell what your name is <laughs> if you want and stuff. Greet one another in the Lord and get to know some of our guests. Yep. Amen. 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 Very good. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, you may be seated. I'm going to highlight a couple of things in our bulletin for you today. Uh, and I'm going to start out with the ladies. Ladies, if you're a woman, take out this flyer. <laughs> okay, we've got a simulcast um, of Priscilla Schiller's Going Beyond um, Conference. It's going to be this coming Saturday. And so... You need to register right now, okay? You need to talk to Mindy today um, because she, she has to give you a code to come. And so you're welcome. To, it's going to be this coming Saturday right here from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Mindy, if you could raise your hand. All right, this is Mindy. Please talk to her because um, we, we'd like to fill this place up. And we, uh, it's great that we're going to be able to host it. And if you know other ladies that would be uh, want to check this out, they can check it out. The other thing is, if you know a lady says, well, she can't, she doesn't have the ability to come here. Well, there's a way that you can watch it online as well and stuff. We'd obviously like people to come here because uh, we're going to have lunch together. And lunch is included in, in that, that uh, fee that's there, 20. But uh, if you, you can also just just come and um, uh, see watch it online as well. All right. Enough of that. If you could take out this flyer. So... It's, it's fall. I know you guys don't, don't want to talk about fall, okay? Because <laughs> it, it's summer today, but fall is coming, guys. I hate to tell you. But um, with that, we're, we're starting some new classes. And so starting around um, early October, we're going to start this. But I want you to let you know, uh, some of you have been visiting and saying, you know, I'm really interested in 
joining the church or knowing what it means to be a member of Uptown Baptist Church. We have a new members class, um, and you can just come and check us out. You're not required if you join it. It's like, oh, I'm locked in. I have to be a member. That's not why the purpose of it. The purpose is for you to get to know us and for us to get to know you. So if you're just, you said, I just want to know more about history of this church, who you guys are about, I really encourage you to come. And many of you have been here for a while, and uh, you know who you are. I, I, I really encourage you to check that out and be a part of that new members class that's coming up. Um, we, we have uh, Pastor Dale. Pastor Dale, where are you? Where is Dale? Okay, raise his hand. He gets, he gets the, uh, the, the, the uh, prize for the best, uh, best uh, title. Practical pointers for powerful personal discipleship. I was just looking for one more P. You know, that's very good. But anyway, he's going to be teaching. He's 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 just finishing up um, um, his class on experiencing God. But but this is going to be the next course he's going to teach. Uh, Dale is an excellent teacher, and, and people really enjoy uh, being taught. So I encourage you to check it out. Practical pointers for powerful personal discipleship. And then uh, Mindy is teaching, who I've already had her raise her hands, is teaching our women's class. And then Morris Brown, who's in the gym area, he's teaching foundations of faith. Now, you guys might be wondering, saying, I want to take them all. It's like, nope, you got to choose one. But, you know, choose one. And uh, the women's class foundations of faith are always ongoing, but these other courses are for this period of time. So I just want to make you aware of those things uh, with that said. And then last but not least, I want to mention that next Sunday— we are having our first baptism inside this church, inside here. Now, we had the baptism at the lake, but this is going to be the first one in here. And so I want you to be praying for those baptism candidates. And also, if the Lord is leading you uh, to, to be baptized, I want you to encourage you to talk to the deacons in the back. David's person that you would talk about that. But, uh, you know, that, that's, that's kind of it for me. I want to mention those things to you. And then you can read the rest of the announcements on your own. Uh, Brother Doug, are you here? Come on up. Welcome up, Elder Doug, as he comes. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Uh, last week, I had uh, started to talk about uh, the Afghan evacuation effort and how we as a church and you as individuals can help. Um, we met to show you uh, a video clip of the uh, harrowing scenes from uh, the Kabul airport as the evacuation was going on. Uh, of course, that personally uh, reminded me of Saigon, Vietnam, April 30th, 1975, as we, our family went through that saga. Uh, but uh, we uh, wanted to do something, I wanted to do something uh, with regards to the Afghan refugee crisis. So we have a partner, we are partnering with our ministry partners at Exodus World Service. We've never done a welcome pack as a church, believe it or not, in my 40 years uh, or 30 years of involvement with, uh, with Exodus and with this church. But we're going to do one uh, for the Afghan refugee crisis. Uh, what is a Welcome to America pack? Basically, as I said, uh, refugees come, they flee their home countries with nothing but the clothes on their backs due to a well-founded fear of persecution. 
and that is exactly what happened in Afghanistan this morning. As of earlier this month, we have about uh, 50,000 uh, evacuees, we call them, because we're still trying to categorize them at the national level. Uh, but about 10,000 of those refugees are up at uh, Wisconsin, La Crosse, Madison, and uh, they're only there temporarily until we categorize them and then uh, Department of State Homeland Security figures out which communities they will go to. Um, so 10,000 up in Wisconsin, about another 5,000 in Indianapolis housed in these military camps that I and my, fa my family were housed in similar camps in Arkansas in the 1970s. Uh, we're going to take in 50,000 total refugees in the U.S. Uh, I don't care what your political position is with regards to the Afghan crisis. I think you can agree with me as a person of faith uh, that it is our moral and spiritual responsibility to look out for the aliens and strangers because that is what we are spiritually. Uh, so I have a list in the back of the items that we need for this family. It's a non-negotiable list. All, th all items must be brand new. Um, and uh, you can put your name on top of the list and return it to me. I already had contacts with uh, one of our dear members who emailed me, said, Elder Doug, I've got all the cleaning items taken care of, so you don't need to worry about that. So I will take as many of these items as you would like to bring me. And if we get more than, uh, you know, if we get duplicate, tri triplicate items are welcome because uh, there are going to be, I mean, before the Afghan refugee crisis, we were already scheduled to get about 5,000 refugees in Chicago from uh, places like uh, Ethiopia and Syria. Uh, so, uh, and then now we have the Afghan refugees on top of the 5,000. So we've got plenty, plenty of capacity and need to go around. So please be careful. Please be prayerful if the Lord leads you. You know, you're saying, 50,000 refugees, what can I do? Well, this is something for you that you can do practically, okay? It's, we're just going to help one refugee, one refugee family. We are going to adopt that family as a church, and we are going to take care of them, okay? The refugee resettlement agencies will take care of the big items like furniture and their apartments, but we will take care of everything else. We will prove that the Lord is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. Okay, okay. Um, Thank you very much. And uh, I just want to give, you know, sometimes we give ministry needs up here, but uh, the testimonies, you know, we need to do it more often. Pastor Nick um, had a, a very, very interesting visit from uh, one of our um, former, former uh, visiting mission group missionaries, you know, these high school and college students that we used to take in pre-COVID. Well, this, this student came back in the day, right, the, uh, around the 80s or so, Pastor Nick, and uh, she came as a high schooler, ministered with us, and so she wanted to come back uh, a couple of weeks ago for a visit to see the church. Of course, she was wild. It was the wow factor when you first come in here and see these banners and these beautiful seats, and then he walks them downstairs to the fellowship hall, and she goes, well, this place is 
you know, when I was a kid, this place seemed like it was, you know, much, much larger. It's still large to me. So, uh, but she was so taken away from that that shortly after vi that visit, she presented him with a check for $10,000. And she said, you just do whatever you want to do with it. Carte blanche. Praise the Lord. Amen. He is good. All the time. So, thank you for your faithful giving. Thank you for your faithful giving for the cause of the gospel. It's not about, yes, it's about facilities and lights and, you know, keeping things up and running, but it's about the gospel at the end of the day. So, please uh, stand with me as we pray for the offering. Uh, you can, uh, if you're watching this streaming, you could certainly give uh, online at ubcreal.org. You can give through PushPay. Uh, you can mail it in to us at 1011 West Wilson, Chicago. But regardless of how you give, we thank you for your faithfulness. And Heavenly Father, we rejoice this morning. And again, we rejoice just how good you are to us. Thank you, Lord, for this summer missionary who came back <laughs> and showed just uh, how grateful of a heart she has for this church and what it meant uh, for her right now as she's continuing to do missions. Lord, we thank you for folks like that. We thank you for the members here we can only give because you first gave of your son, Jesus Christ. And what manner of love the Father has for us that we would be called the children of God. And that's what we are. And we give out of the overflow of our hearts this morning, not out of a sense of obligation or compulsion, but because we want to do so. Because we want to give back to you just, just a portion of what you have blessed us with as individuals and families. And we continue to pray for the Afghan refugee crisis. Lord, it is not your will that Afghanistan be destroyed. It is your will that those 124,000 evacuees be in a place where they can actually hear the gospel of Jesus Christ proclaimed for the first time in their lives and be saved. So we pray that your kingdom come and your will would be done in Jesus' name this morning. We ask that you would bless every gift and every giver, multiply for the needs of this ministry here and abroad. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated and please welcome our senior pastor, Nick Kim. Thank you, Elder Doug, for sharing that uh, testimony. I want to continue to testify how God is Jehovah Jireh. Amen? Amen. About three weeks ago, uh, Ellen, our administrator officer, uh, uh, office manager, just shared with me as well that... Uh, she opened up the mailbox in our, uh, our mailbox, and she received this envelope. 
And within that envelope, there was cash. No name, nothing. Just wanted to bless Uptown Baptist Church. 1750, 1750. I still remember that because Ellen, I said she had to count it twice or three times to make sure. No name, no credit. But this is what God is doing in Uptown Baptist Church. Amen? Why? Because we're faithful. We're not here to just keep it to ourselves, but as the Lord bless us, that we bless others. And again, as I shared about three weeks ago, that again, as a church, that we're supporting over seven missionaries. And we're going to continue to do that. Do that and we're not going to limit it to over seven missionaries. But again, as Pastor uh, Elder Doug and I, we talked about it. We want to support more missionaries and more church planners. And we want to continue to develop and train young men and women. Not to just say, hey, we're going to build a big church at Uptown Baptist Church. But no, because we want to send them out. We want to send them out. And you see the key, uh, four key pillars of our church. And this past weekend, we had a fantastic, wonderful time as uh, elders and deacons and the service of God got together. And we need to refocus and we really need to go back to God and really seek God and say, God, what do you, what do you want to do in our church? It's not about, it's not about what we want, but we, what we're asking God, what do you envision Uptown Baptist Church to be like? We're not a church that fills the consumer mentality. You know, so many people have consumer mentality saying that, I want to come to a church what benefits me. And the sad thing is, again, you know what I'm talking about. When you are looking for a job, you will go for a job that will benefit you. What can the corporation, what can the job do for me? And you look at the package. You look at your 401K. And that will determine if you're going to go to that job or, not, or that, that office or not. Versus, do I really have a heart? Do I really believe in the vision and the mission of this company? Or do I believe in the salary and the benefit? Are you with me? And that mentality has transformed over the church. What kind of programs, and you will hear me say this over and over again. We don't do programs at Uptown Baptist Church. We do ministry. Amen? And if you are looking for programs, you say me this again, you hear me say this again, you're in the wrong church, brother or sister. Because we don't do programs, we minister. God gave it. Now you may say, Pastor Nick, that's pretty bold and, and arrogant of you to say that. I can say that because of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit is moving our church and we're going to minister and we're going to do the ministry that God has called us to do faithfully. And, as, and God knows that and that is why we have outside people, they see what we do and they, they give and say, we want to be part of that. And all of you who give and say, we want to be part of that. And all of you that are here said, we want to be part of Uptown Baptist Church because we believe Uptown Baptist seeks God and do ministry of God, and the Holy Spirit is moving in our church. Amen? And I believe that there's going to be a great revival, and it is coming. All we have to do is receive it. And I believe that all of you have a passion in your heart. All of you have an enthusiasm and excitement that you sense that God wants you to do something. And that is why you're here at Uptown Baptist Church. Amen? You guys are wonderful. <laughs> You know, and uh, I believe that the Spirit of God is moving. And that is why, as you can see in the book, uh, 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 three weeks ago, we started a wonderful series called Experience God's Power. 
And we're going to go through the book of Acts and look at and study what, how Luke explains what they experience when the Holy Spirit comes. And three weeks ago, we talked about God's mission in chapter 1. And we talked about how God's mission becomes our mission. It's not that our mission God blesses. It's not that God said, okay, I see what your mission is, so I'm going to join you. No, it's the other way around. We see what God is doing, and we join God in what he's doing. God's mission, God's purpose, and he said, be my witness to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth. And that's what Uptown Baptist Church is all about. Amen? Second week, we talked about last week of our second pillars is the prayer. We talked about persistent prayer, not giving up. Pray, as Paul says, pray without ceasing, amen. And we, we went to the retreat to pray and really seek God. As you know, we're all about prayer because Tuesday to Friday, we have prayer meetings every night, 7 to 8. And some of you that are part of it, you know that you, you can testify to everyone else that is wonderful and blessing. And some of you are missing out because you're not joining that prayer meeting. Pressure, right? Yeah, I want to pressure you. I want to pressure you in a good way. Join the prayer meeting. Because as you pray and as we pray corporately, as brothers and sisters in Christ, as we pray to God, as we pray our knees and say, God, we need you desperately. We need your power. We need you. And if we pray that prayer, why wouldn't God say, okay, you need me? I'm there. That's the promise of the word of God. Persistence of prayer. And I highly encourage you. I highly challenge you. And last week I, kicked, I left this with you. I said, if you're not praying daily, I challenge you, pray five minutes every day. Just five minutes for a whole month and see what it does to you. I want to continue to give you that challenge. If you haven't taken that challenge yet, pray five minutes every day. And see what it does to you. And today, I'm excited about this, is that we're going to talk about the Pentecost. And many of you, if not all of you, heard this sermon and, or in the Sunday school. or It's not an unfamiliar text. It's not an unfamiliar topic, Pentecost. But why is it, though that we're familiar with it, why is it that we do not experience it? And so we want to talk about that today. I'll pray with me as we, look in, as, we, as we go into the study. Father, we thank you for the gift of music. Although we had some technical problem, that's okay. Because all that matters is that we're singing from our hearts and not looking at the lyrics that's behind the big screen. I thank you for the worship team that led us a powerful worship singing about you. And I thank you for Pastor Mark for leading us to a powerful communion in remembrance of Jesus Christ. We took the bread that represents the body of Christ, the bread of life. And we took the drink that represents the blood of Jesus Christ. that symbolizes a new covenant and the purification of our sins. Thank you, thank you. Now, may the words that are spoken through your servant 
and the meditation of my heart may be pleasing to you. In the holy name of Christ we pray. Amen. Amen? I want to hear some amen, so keep on practicing, brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. amen. This morning, as we look into the, our text, and that is specifically Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, we will discover three things. The first thing that we will discover is what happens when the Holy Spirit comes like a fire at the Pentecost? What happens? Second, what type of impact it would have when the Holy Spirit comes and fills our lives in our church. Third is how can you and I prepare for the coming of the Holy Spirit with such power for wind and fire as described in the book of Acts. So turn with me to Acts chapter 2. Normally I'll say you can look behind me. There are the verses that are highlighted, but today we don't. So if you have your Bibles, please open it up on your laps and follow along. And then if you have your electronic devices, your phone, now I give you the permission. You can turn on your phone. <laughs> All right, and look to your app and follow along. Because it, I, because it would help you to understand what I'm talking about as you follow along as we go over Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. So as you look at it in verse 1, Luke says this, When the day of Pentecost came. Now let me press the pause button here and talk about the Pentecost a little bit. What does it mean and how did it came about? The Pentecost came 50 days after the Passover. And the Pentecost means the 50th. Make sense? Right? You all know what the Passover is. They celebrated when again, when God sent Moses to Egypt to free the Israelites. Passover, what? When the, God said, put the blood of the lamb on the doors and the plague just kind of passed over the doors of the Israelites. But it did not pass over to the Pharaoh's house because they didn't have the blood of the lamb marked. And Pharaoh was furious because what? His son died as a result of the plague. You see how God is, brings judgment. And we cannot take God lightly. We, that's why over and over again, when you see the, the word of God, what does it say? Fear the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. Have reverence of the Lord. We cannot take God for granted. He's, we, we're not, we need to take him seriously because he's a holy and righteous God. And he hates sin. He hates sin so much that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross so that you and I we can be forgiven. That's how much he hates sin, you see. And that's why we took communion in remembrance of him. But again, as they celebrate the Passover, came 50 days after was the Pentecost. Passover is usually happens in mid-April. We celebrate that, don't we? Good Friday and Easter Sunday, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Of that week. So the Pentecost was at beginning of June. This was a perfect timing of gathering. Why? Because it was perfect time to travel. Perfect weather. The, wind, the, wind, uh, the condition was perfect. And it was perfect setting for the Holy Spirit to come. Perfect weather to travel. Perfect setting for the Holy Spirit to come. You see the theme. God 
perfectly worked it out at the feast of the uh, Pentecost for the giving of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the people were already gathered there. You see, they were already there celebrating the Passover and they were continuing to, they kind of stayed behind. You know, they celebrated, so it was a perfect timing of God. You see, God works things out perfectly. That's who he is. Originally, it was known, Pentecost back then, more than 2,000 years ago, originally it was known as the Feast of Harvest, the Feast of the First Fruits. People will bring a special offering of two baked loaves made from freshly gathered wheat. Allocated, if you remember, in Levitic, Leviticus chapter 20, 20, verse 20, excuse me, chapter 23, verse 17 and following. As first fruits to the Lord. Most of you and all of you, you do that. When you receive your salary, what do you do? You give your first fruit. To the Lord. And that's what we call tithe. And what does tithe mean? 10%. I was talking to one of the deacons of the church many years ago. Not our deacon, but uh, some other deacon. And, and we talked about tithing and giving. And he asked me, is, tithe, is tithing really giving 10%? I was very disappointed that he was a deacon of the church. And he did not know tithing is 10%. But that's another story, all right? <laughs> I won't go, I won't go there. That's, a, that's another sermon. But anyway, it goes back to first for giving the Lord the first fruit. As the day of the first fruit, Pentecost fit perfectly, again, fit perfectly for the coming of the Holy Spirit that resulted in how many lives were saved that one day? 3,000. Just one day. That's the power of God. Amen? Again, perfectly bring, uh, God works perfectly. Now, during the Passover, the Jews were celebrating their freedom, but also, what were they celebrating? The Mosaic law. The law was given to them, and they were honoring and celebrating. And you and I know, for the Mosaic law, for the Jews, the Mosaic law, it was everything. The Torah. The Torah dictated how they should live. The Torah directed how they lived. Okay? So during the Passover, this, that's what they were celebrating. But now with the Holy Spirit's coming at Pentecost, it gives the opportunity to look at the contrast between giving of the law, the Mosaic law, and the giving of the Holy Spirit. There is a difference the law and the Holy Spirit. What is the difference? In the past, the Jewish faith was based on the law. You and I know that. And it was centered upon the Torah. But now, giving of the Holy Spirit, it is no longer centered upon the Torah, but it is centered upon Jesus Christ. Amen? You see the difference? The old covenant in the Old Testament and the new covenant of the New Testament. You see the difference? The, the coming of the Holy Spirit was centered upon Jesus Christ. And as, as, as deeply committed 
people like you and myself committed to Jesus Christ, as we are deeply committed to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is given unto you and myself. God does not give to the Holy Spirit, His Spirit to just anyone. But He gives the Holy Spirit to deeply committed followers of Jesus Christ. Amen? And that is why I believe with all my heart, Uptown Baptist Church is going to be showered and flooded with the Holy Spirit because there's full of God's people in Uptown Baptist Church. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Man, I'm feeling it. Are you feeling it? You see the difference? The Pentecost came because of God's provision. That's it. It was not man's provision. It was not the Mosaic law. It was not the Torah. It was not nothing else but God and God alone. Loved ones, when we have a deep commitment about Jesus Christ, our lives are centered upon Jesus Christ. Amen? Nowhere else. When I accepted Jesus Christ, it was no longer that I lived, but Christ lives in me. Can you echo that? That, as Paul was said, to die is to gain. To gain what? Christ. So when I accepted Christ and the Holy Spirit comes in me, that it is no longer that I who makes the decision, but it is the Holy Spirit that makes the decision. You see? Because, I don't know about you, because if I make, if I make decisions in the past, the decisions that I made, they were so not some good decisions. Are you with me? Some of you are not being true to yourself. <laughs> I'm sure all of you can testify you made some poor decisions. As a result, your family, yourself, experienced the consequences of your poor decisions. But when we have the Holy Spirit in us, and depending on the Holy Spirit, it is not not I who makes the uh, decisions or the choices, but it's dependent on the Holy Spirit. And as I depend on the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit helps me to make the the decisions and the choices, it is wise, and that choices and the decisions that I make, it is fruitful, and it benefits others. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Now, the question that I have to ask all of us is, are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Or are we listening to something else? Are we listening to the media? Are we listening to self-help books? Are we listening to psychiatrists or as good as they are? Are we listening to other counsel? And God, uh, God speaks through other people. And other things, again, remember, in the Old Testament, God spoke through an ass. Now, that's the only time I can swear. (laughs) Donkey, okay? A.K.A. donkey. So God can do anything. So I believe that. But the question, again, naturally arises, who are you listening to? Are you listening to your old self? Or are you listening to the Holy Spirit? That's something that you and I need to think about. Luke continues in verse 1. They all gathered in one place. The apostles were all gathered in one place after choosing who? Matthias as their 12th disciple. Remember, we talked about that last week. But suddenly they felt something powerful moving in the room. They're like, what 
is that? What is that all about? And it was the Spirit of God moving. They experienced, they experienced the power of the Holy Spirit in three ways. Three ways they experienced the Holy Spirit. First, it was through the wind. Notice in verse 21, verse, uh, chapter, uh, excuse me, verse 2. Luke said, suddenly a, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. In the Greek, it literally reads, a sound like a rushing of a wind, violent, and it filled the house where they were sitting. The point is the Spirit of God was moving across like a rushing wind. So powerfully, it shook the house. It was violent wind coming through. Now, this may seem supernatural, the wind moving like this so powerfully. But in the Jewish context, actually, it was normal. The Hebrew word for wind is raha. And you say, repeat after me, raha. Now you speak Hebrew. <laughs> That's wind. And the Greek word is noe. That's the word for uh, Greek that both use of the Holy Spirit. Now, Ezekiel used raha to describe the Spirit of God moving over a valley of dry bones. Remember that in Ezekiel? There were a bunch of dry bones. And Ezekiel was like, what the heck? What are you talking about, Lord? Why are you showing me dry bones? And he said, it represents the heart and the dryness of nation of what? Israel. And he said, I will have mercy on Israel. And so therefore he sent Raha too so that he may give life to the dry bones and they may be alive in the spirit of God. Amen? That's what God does. In the Pentecost... The winds of the Holy Spirit came on the apostle with incredible spiritual power and life. But catch this. It just did not move around the house, but it, it filled them individually. That's how God is. Because God is an individual, individual, intimate, personal God. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more later. But he came with power. As Jesus promised, remember, remember before he ascended to the kingdom of heaven, what did he promise to the 12, uh, 11 apostles? He says, you will receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit comes. Just as he promised, it happened. So you can put your money on it. You could, you could put that to your bank. That when Jesus says something, he fulfills his promise. Amen. Spirit of God moved upon them intimately and powerfully. Second, first was the wind. Second, it came like fire. Notice in verse 3, Luke said this. They saw what seemed to be tongues of what? Fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Did you hear that? Underline each of them. So I believe when the Spirit of God will come like a wind and fire into Uptown Baptist Church, it will not just fill this whole place, but it will fill each one of 
every one of us. Amen? It's not only going to fill the pastor only. It's not only going to fill the, the elders or the deacons or the servants only. No, that's not how God works. Everyone, each one of you, God will fill you with his power. Amen? So you can live a powerful life, not a defeated life. Amen? So each of them, throughout the Bible, fire is a symbol of God's presence. In Exodus chapter 3, verses 2 to 4, God appeared to Moses. You know that, right? In, in the form of a burning bush that never was consumed. Also, in Exodus chapter 24, verse 17, fire consumed where? In Mount Sinai as well. So in the Pentecost, fire signifies God's presence. And the Spirit of God fell on each believer individually. This is groundbreaking news. And the reason why I say it's groundbreaking news as we are moving forward, God pursues, and you will hear me say it over and over again, God pursues an intimate, loving personal relationship with each and every believer, and he fills them with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Come on now. That's how God is. And we cannot just say amen. He should be jumping up and down and say, amen, amen, hallelujah. Because he pursues a loving, intimate relationship with you all. God is so good. Amen, amen. Therefore, the fire that existed in the Holy in the Pentecost, the fire that, that was in Mount Sinai, that fire that spoke through the burning bush to Moses, that same fire is in our hearts. It brings us a, 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 a sense of God's presence and power in our lives. The fire of God is, it, is with us, within us. So the question again is, how are we using the fire that is in your hearts? How are you using, how are we using the fire that is in our hearts? Is it a burning, is it burning so hot that whether others come near you, they will feel the heat of love in you? Saturday night, or Friday night, we had a, a campfire, and Elder Doug, he was a Boy Scout, so he, he created a beautiful bonfire. And we're all around there, you know, marshmallows and, you know, and, uh, you know, doing that. And then uh, because we're so close to it, what happened? We feel the heat. We feel the hot. We feel the hot. My brothers and sisters, if I wanna, when I want to go up next to you, I want to be hot because I feel the hot of the Holy Spirit, the fire in your hearts. Amen? I want to feel the heat. Can it? Can your neighbors and your workers, co-workers, the people around you, can they feel the heat of love that comes from it, your heart? Can they feel the compassion and the humility and a heart of service? Can they feel that? Or do they feel the coldness of our hearts? What do they feel? I hope and pray that as we 
burst out of Uptown Baptist Church that wherever we go, that they will feel the heat. And they will not feel the coldness of our heart. Amen? Amen. Third, first was the wind. Second was the fire. Third is empowered language. Language. Notice in verse 4, Luke said this. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. The Greek word for tongues is glaxa, which means a language, a nation distinguished by their tongue. My mother tongue is not, my mother tongue is Korean. Although I can't speak Korean that well, some of you, your mother tongue is different. And we're all gathered here. And you see the, the languages that are spoken in our church, that are, you see it on the side. We all have different mother tongues. In the Old Testament, speech was associated with God's spirit coming on God's servant. For example, in Numbers 11 and 1 Samuel chapter 10. But in Pentecost, it was supernatural and they could not deny the power of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes on God's people, he comes with wind, fire, and language. No longer were people feeling empty. For they were filled with the Holy Spirit. If some of you here today are feeling empty, you're feeling dry, allow the Holy Spirit to fill you up. Receive the Holy Spirit that is available. Now, gift is only as good if you receive it. I have one daughter. I have one daughter, my one and only. My sweetie, I call her my sweetie, but now she's 18 and she's off to college. Ah, <laughs> my daughter and I, my wife and I were just like, ah, oh, you know, we miss our daughter Rachel. But we need to let her fly, amen? And we know that God is with her. But I lost my thought because I was talking about my daughter now. <laughs> let, me look, let me go back to my notes. If you're feeling empty, that God will fill you. Amen? Yes, we may feel a little empty because our daughter is out and we're empty nesters. But God replenishes that with his spirit. Amen? And God replenishes us with you guys. So if you want to take us out to lunch and dinner, let me know. We are available. Amen? Because we're empty nesters. So I better get my calendar book out. And write, okay? And we could eat it. There, no food allergies, okay? We're good. And we could eat anything. Now wife, my wife's going to come back afterwards like, Nick, why'd you say that? <laughs> She's got to give you a hard time. But anyway... And the way that they acted towards one another was different. The apostles. And, what, and when that happens, that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Let me continue. Brothers and sisters, we, are we different because we have the Holy Spirit within us? I'm different. Are you different? Because my natural human tendency is to react with a knee-jerk reaction. If someone wronged me, I'm going to react literally with my knee. Or if someone wronged me, literally I'm going to react with my fist. Because I have a little bit of a temper inside of me. Because I'm different now, but because of the Holy Spirit suppresses that. Amen? And I'm sure all of you has got some fire in you. Not the fire of the Holy Spirit, but the fire of your human flesh. And sometimes when someone says you the wrong thing, then you're going to have the knee-jerk reaction, literally. Right? Or this. And you said, no, man, no, I'm not going to forgive you for that. But we are different because we have the Holy Spirit's fire in us. And the, fire, the Holy Spirit's fire is that gives us the burning compassion, burning humility, and burning forgiveness. Amen? Are we different, my brothers and sisters? We must be different because we are the Holy Spirit. In what ways can we further our difference? In Ephesians, Paul explains how we ought to act towards one another. One another means brothers and sisters in Christ. So he's writing to the church of Ephesus, this is how you need to treat one another in the church. And I believe it's worthwhile that as we are different and as we are filled with the Holy Spirit, this is how we ought to act one another at Uptown Baptist Church. Amen? This is what he says. Listen to what he says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. He says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. But hear me now. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You see, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we make a commitment and a decision and says, I'm going to be different from now on. My old self is gone. Bye-bye. I grew up in the 80s. Who's the, 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 that band goes, bye, 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 right? Is that how it goes? Thank you, Sister Sarah. Help me out here now. All right, I better stop. But that goes, again, that goes bye-bye, right? Are you with me? Notice what he says in verse 19. Paul says this. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. And this morning, Brother Mark, Mike and the team beautifully led us with that. No lyrics in the back, but it came from our hearts. Amen? And that's what we did. Amen? Speak with one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. You see, from the day of the Pentecost moving forward, the believers were united in mind and heart. And that's the unity that Pastor Mark was talking about. You see, they share a deeper relationship with one another by reading and teaching the scriptures and by worshiping God with songs. That's how we ought to act as a church. Paul also said the church in the latter part of verse 19, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. You see, they were, they were full of joy when they were singing to the Lord. They weren't concerned about them being persecuted. They weren't concerned about they were going to be arrested any time. They weren't concerned that they were going to be martyred like Jesus Christ on the cross. None of those things mattered to them. 
as well as 11 out of 12 out of apostles, they were all martyred except for John. They didn't care about that. They had joy. Why? Because they have Jesus Christ in their hearts. I got joy down in my heart, deep, deep down in my heart. Amen? Can you say that? With joy came thanksgiving. In verse 20, Paul says this, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Paul did not say sometimes, but Paul says what? Always giving thanks, whatever happens. Whatever happens. As I shared with Pastor Mark a while back too, I said, I made up a mind. I made a choice in my heart, in my mind, that I'm going to be thankful. That I'm going to be thankful. Regardless of what comes in my way, I'm going to be thankful. Because God is bigger than my problems. Amen? Because if we are depressed and discouraged about our problems, we're really telling God, God, the problem is much bigger than you. And you cannot handle my problems. That's what we're saying. But that's what we're implying. Amen? And, but when we're going to be thankful and we're going to be joyful and giving praise to God, regardless of our circumstance, we're saying, God, you are bigger than my problems. The problems that I face is poquito, very small. In Korean, it says chokum. Now you speak, speak Korean, all right? Very small. You see, God is a big God. Amen? So, with joy came thanksgiving. Along with thanksgiving, there was mutual submission. Mutual submission. And I want to talk to you from my heart about this subject. Submission. Look at verse 21. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You see, this was not the case with the 12 disciples. They were very stubborn, self-centered. They were very prideful. Remember, if I could say it again, they wanted to sit right at the, they were arguing the fact that they want to sit next to the throne room of God, next to Jesus. And they, they refused to wash each other's feet. And it goes on. They were stubborn. They were self-centered. They were very worldly. And they were chickens as well. They denied Christ and ran away. But with the filling of the Holy Spirit, that changed everything. No longer they were prideful or self-centered. They were Christ-centered. And because they were Christ-centered, they what? They submitted to one another. My brothers and sisters, my desire is to submit to you. And I hope and pray that you will want to submit to one another. Amen? That's the only way that we're going to have unity. That's the only way that God is going to send his Holy Spirit with power. And that's what, how we're going to have revival. That we no longer care about ourselves. We consider others better than ourselves. We spur each other on and we build each other up. And we pray for one another continuously. That's what it means to have revival at Uptown Baptist Church. Hallelujah. Amen. What a difference our Holy Spirits make. It brings transformation. It brings transformation. It transformed me from having a life goal to making a lot of money as a doctor. And God said, that's your dream. 
That's even your parents' dream. But God said, no. I created you not to become a doctor and make a lot of money and make a, a comfortable living. I, although, if doctors, we need doctors, okay? But my, again, you have to see, my desire to become a doctor was not to, to, to heal people or to help people to have better teeth or not. But my desire was to have a lot of money so I could live the good old American dream. Have a big house, picket fences, having a weekend car. John, I'm about cars. <laughs> you know, having a muscle car, right? You know, and having even a muscle motorcycle and going on trips, on vacations and so forth. That was my American dream. But God said, that's your dream. But let me tell you about my dream. I created with you with a sense of mission and a purpose. And that is no longer that. And so God transformed me and changed me. So my, my, my ambition, my purpose, my goal in life is to honor God and share the gospel. Amen? That's the transformation of the Holy Spirit. And that's what God wants you that, are, that have given you a new mission and new purpose and bring revival to Uptown Baptist Church and Uptown Community and to the city of Chicago and to the rents of the earth. That's our mission. And that is the third one, and that is the third pillar. If you see behind me, mission, or the fourth, mission. Worship, prayer, discipleship, and mission. That's what we stand for. Amen? Amen. That's who we are, brothers and sisters. The apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were speaking in different languages. Now, if I was there, they would probably speak, spoke Korean. I can't understand Korean anyway. But again, if I was there or if you were there, they, they would speak in their mother tongue. That's what the what Bible tells us. Notice in verses 5 through 13. I'm going to speed up really quick. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in the bewilderment. They heard the roaring thunder. They said, wow, what is that? And they came. My, my prayer is that People in the neighborhood will hear the roaring thunder at Uptown Baptist Church. And they say, we want to come and see what's going on. Amen? That's what happened here. Because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, uh, Pontus, and Asia, that is in the Roman province by the name of Phalasia, and Pantamelia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Syria, Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts of Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongue. You see that when the power of God comes, anything is possible. I remember hearing one missionary. He went to Mexico expecting to share the gospel with the translator in, uh, in Espanol. He went there, and he was all ready. He was all, the praise was done, and they were waiting for the translator. And then so the, whole, the missionary, again, hopefully was able, trying to, oh, we got to, where's the translator? Where's the translator? Because I can't speak Espanol. 
you know, so he, but, he, you know, the Spirit led him, and he got up there, and guess what? He shared the gospel in Espanol. That's what the Spirit of God does. And you hear these stories of missionaries in, in different parts of the world. They experience God in this way. But why is it that in, in good old United States of America that we hardly or rarely experience the Holy Spirit this way? It's because of the coldness of our hearts. You hear me? And it's called pride. It's called lack of humility. It's called full of something else in our hearts rather than emptying ourselves. Because if there's a lot of stuff in our hearts, then even though God wants to penetrate, he cannot penetrate because our hearts are clogged. Are you with me? You all know when your sink is clogged, it's not going down. You got to unclog that thing. And some of us in the good old USA, our hearts are clogged. And no matter the wind, no matter how powerful the spirit is, it's not going through because it's clogged. And that's why we have to repent. And when that repentance comes, that clog in our hearts, the coldness of our hearts, what happened? It disseparates, fades away. And after repentance, what happens? You better watch out because the Holy Spirit is coming down. Amen? And that's what happened to this missionary because his heart was empty and God filled him. They began to share the gospel in different languages. The people listening were amazed because the Galileans were, who was considered ignorant, remember, they were saying, is there anything good that could come out from uh, uh, Galilee? Galilee was, uh, they, it was, they considered Galileans ignorant people. But all of a sudden, with God's power, they had linguistic power. That's what the Holy Spirit does. People listening was just in awe. Notice in verse 12 and 13, it says, Luke says this, amazed and perplexed. They asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they had too much wine. However, they were honest seekers. And because they were honest seekers there and the gospel was shared, 3,000 people believed and became saved that day, that one day, you see. You see, when we empty ourselves just like the apostles did, and then when we empty ourselves of our pride or, 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 or stuff, then there is plenty of room for the Holy Spirit to fill us. And when the Holy Spirit fills us, then we can speak the word of God. And when we speak the word of God and when we share the gospel, then you better watch out because people will be coming after you. How can I receive the Jesus Christ in my heart? You see? How can I be saved? And after I'm saved, I want to be baptized. But our goal is this. It is not for that when we share the gospel to the lost that we want to grow in church membership. That's not our goal. Our goal is that as we share the gospel and that person receives Jesus Christ, that person will go to a church nearby their home and reach out in that community. That's our goal. Remember, we're not about church growth, but we're about gospel. Amen? 
We're not about church growth. We're about sending people. Sending people. That's who we are. And as we are faithful to God's purpose and mission, God will honor our desires. And he will send more people and we will grow. And as we grow, that we can send out more. And as we grow, that we would, God will provide the resources and we have the resources and we will bless others with the resources. Amen? It is not for us to keep. It's not for us to keep. As we send it, God will replenish it. Replenish it. It's like a revolving door. And that's why we exist. And I'll leave you with that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And we pray, Lord God, that we as your children will be faithful. Father, if there is anything in our hearts that is not of yours, if there is pride, if there is bitterness, if there is unforgiveness, or whatever it may be, if there's a whole lot of junk in our hearts, I pray that we will repent and ask you to remove it. And as you remove it, that our hearts will be empty. And as our hearts are empty, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. And that we will be powerful agents of God. We will be powerful ambassadors of God. We will be powerful citizens of heaven. God, I pray that you would help our church to be the church that you have called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 The words are simple. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. Come on, let's sing this together, huh? When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David
sense the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to ask this. And as though let's be in obedience to the Holy Spirit. If any of you who have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you want to make a decision, it is a good day to make a decision. If any of you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I ask that you come down. Make some room here. And we'll pray for you. That you said, I no longer that I want to live for myself. That day is gone. I want to live for the Lord. Give you that opportunity. And if, you, if you're kind of shy about that, then you can talk with uh, one of the ushers or myself. I'll be in the back. And you can talk to me and one of our leaders and help you to guide you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because... It is a good day to make a decision. And uh, we want to give you that opportunity. Brother, can you sing that song for us again? When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the beautiful service that you have given us today. And Lord, we sang, and in our hearts we dance. And we gave you thanks because we have joy. And we want to give you thanks always, not sometimes, but always. So now we ask that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. May the God of peace and who through the blood of eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, God loves you. Go in peace.